0: In Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
1: Well, hello. You are listening to the COB Podcast here from AusViz. It is January the 5th. I am David Scutt or Scutty as people call me around this place. We do. You do. And that is the voice (laughs) of Annette Beecher joining me here today. Welcome back from your break. Hope you had a fantastic New Year and Christmas.
0: I did. I certainly enjoyed getting up at 8 o'clock. We had a bit of sun, a bit of rain, a bit of everything really. So yes, it was good to get back in front of the screens and looking at the markets again. Because to be honest, I enjoyed switching off for a little while.
1: Oh look! Everyone enjoyed doing that. I especially so. I was uh, very you know inactive on uh, on social media, just uh, you know spending time with my family, as I think a lot of people are choosing to go and do after what's been a pretty trying twelve mm-hmm. months, including unfortunately what's still going on at the moment here and now. Uh, look. Annette, uh, you brought the soggy weather into the markets as well today. (laughs) Uh, We've got uh, the the XJO and the XTC both giving back a little bit of ground uh, compared to what we saw after the massive gains to go and start the new trading year. Really long duration areas of the market absolutely smashed, like the bond proxies tech in particular, mm-hmm. the bond market all of a sudden has come alive again.
0: It's suddenly woken up. I'm, I'm not sure what the trigger is. I mean, Scuddy, we spent most of 2021 talking about inflation and, of course, it's slowly morphed into it's not transitory and, of course, the FOMC noises overnight, even the Uber dove saying yeah he his dot was down the bottom till twenty twenty four, Mr. Kashkari so Minneapolis president even he's looking for two hikes so it's sort of it's been a slow burn issue and to be honest but the Feds already made the noise of scuddy. They're tapering, they're tightening, they've already got it out there.
1: Yeah, but the move in the bond market is so interesting though because what you typically see in this environment is that you know, when you start talking about tightening a policy, you talk about you know, uh, they're already you know, winding back the amount of quantitative easing uh, maybe eventually down the path of quantitative tightening later in this year. Some people are speculating mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you usually see the, the other curve flatten, but the last couple of days it's really jacked up. Like, and bond market volatility, as measured by the move index, is uh, is back near the highs that we saw when the Fed t- uh, the Fed turns suddenly hawkish late last year. So it is really an interesting area to watch. And you look at this the carnage that we saw on the local market today, looking across the other uh, map here. So oh, it's, was, it's, it's, a hoos- it's, it's a who's who of I know biotech and uh, med tech in particular, yep. really getting. Crunch Cruncho, ProMedicus, uh, uh Technology One, all down percent Well,
0: 6. healthcare 2%. and tech stocks now, let's face it.
1: Yeah, and uh, looking at points bet holding as well, that's, of course, no, extremely volatile. The best of days. Kogan, Nearmap, Zip, all down more than 5%. Uh, even after pay. of course, mirroring what we're seeing with block shares overnight. On Wall Street, uh, down 4%. Uh, yeah, it's $80.30 a share now. A long way off that, uh, that, that first target was thrown a block. So, yeah, yeah interesting time there for shareholders. Bucks,
0: yeah, that yeah, not so much. It was a bit of a blue chip day, Scotty. We know that Dow Jones hit record highs and it was a bit of a blue chipper for us. Financials were up. Macquarie had a cracking run to the point where apparently it's now in the big four, pushing out ANZ and uh, iron ore majors. So it just seemed like a bit of a safety buy now for investors.
1: Yeah, real cyclical day. Tried to go and provide a bit of support coming through, but not enough to go and offset weakness in most other parts of the market. Uh, You mentioned what's going on iron ore. Uh, Adam Dawes from Shropshire, you had a good chat with him today. Sure, uh, did. he reckoned BHP could be the buy of the year.
0: Oh, the buy of the week, the month, the year, but I only had time to put one title in for Adam Dawes. It's the buy of the year. It's sort of a perfect storm heading into reunification, as he calls it, on Jan 31. So that big bump that we saw last year as uh they talked about delisting from the footsie and bringing it all back to australia so there's uh quite a few reasons why he thinks it's a, a good punt and one of them is that as an index it accounts for nine percent at the moment it's going to be 11 so a lot of those index buyers are going to have to get on board and increase their allocation so there's a bit of a triple witching going on so it's uh Adam likes a bit of a table thumper. I just, it felt like a table thumper today.
1: The big Australian's coming home. The big Australian. Mm. Oh, look, I had a good chat with uh, Chris Smith from Advices Private Wealth, uh, you know, a financial advisor, giving lots of you know, tips and tricks when it comes to particularly uh, retirement. You know, a lot of people are sitting there, uh, baby boomers, who have seen their asset, uh, their portfolio, their house, go up substantially mm. over the past 12, 24 months or so. And uh, considering uh, going to the down the retirement path, so I had a really good chat with him about you know, some of the, the tips and tricks you can go and do to go and help yourself Uh, maybe find that financial freedom that so many people are looking for. Transition to retirement. Yeah, and uh, not just from where to be invested, uh, but also from a tax perspective as well, which is equally important. You don't want to go and be burdening yourself with that. As for some of the areas that uh, he likes in the market, he's particularly a fan of the energy space. Now, be it the traditional energy space, he likes thermal coal and also the lithium plays. But on the latter, as we point out quite regularly on the program, he says you need to be very cautious where you go and deploy your capital in that environment.
0: Do your Uh, own research. (laughs) Speaking of of
1: caution as well, I had a good chat with Adam Stokes. He's the chief executive of uh, Cryptoland and uh, talking about where the opportunities are in the crypto space over the next 12 months or so. He's, uh, he's pretty definitive. He reckons DeFi and gaming provide endless technology and uh, investment opportunities uh, out there for people who are interested. Who uh, want to
0: live in the metaverse.
1: Yeah, the metaverse, the 3.0. I'm still not entirely convinced. Uh, I'm, not, I'm sure down the line there'll be a lot more practicalities, but uh, wearing headsets and the like at the moment, uh, yeah, I'm not in, not on board just yet. There are some applications, though, that I do like. Some of the other the pros when it comes to NFTs, not necessarily, you know, when it comes to buying digital artwork or the the, the receipt that you own the digital artwork, but uh, it's uh, there's some other parts of that uh, that market that do provide some interesting things when it comes to reports, records, and things like that line. But uh, yeah, Adam Stokes had a great chat. It was, uh, it was really interesting to go and find out. Also, when I asked him about stable coins and how they can offer such uh, decent returns when everything else is pretty much a pissant when uh, <laughs> when it comes to the, uh, the level of interest in return. Uh, getting back to the, uh, the local market, uh, there's lots of uh, intrigue at the moment about uh, travel stocks we saw last night on Mm -hmm. wall street yesterday here locally uh omicron it seems to be every single day there's a record don't know surge in cases it's another big buying opportunity for that space are you a fan of the the travel sector at this point in time it's
0: it's a bit tough and um, and just for a plug for my view today it felt like sydney was in lockdown like the cafes are empty the the pubs are quiet the streets were quiet the only thing that seemed to be bustling was the beach because i don't think you can catch uh, a delta um, at the beach you might get a blue bottle sting that might be about it so it sort of feels like people are staying away for for a bit longer so to pile into travel not quite sure that uh, that may be the way to go
1: yeah folks for those of you who are not in sydney particularly around the cbd at the moment uh, think about 28 days later if you've seen that movie <laughs> it's kind of what it is without the zombies at least yeah. uh, the zombies aren't around just yet but uh, it has been pretty uh, pretty dire i've got to say and hopefully goes in and rectifies itself but yeah not a lot of activity taking place which is unfortunate uh, we're only go and start this year pretty strong footing. we actually went and made uh, one of the travel stocks that's pretty popular here on the platform our stock of the day when it comes to the core corporate travel management so Andrew sat down with Nathan Somersundrum from Deep Data Analytics and Andrew Page from strawman.com and got their views as to whether corporate travel management is a buy at the current level uh, travel obviously has the, uh, the premium brand on it um, it's got the corporate travel business which is the high margin play historically there's been issues about whether that's sustainable and so forth again it's bounced back uh, you know you're, you're talking about a stock that's pretty much near the peak um, and travel is going to be patchy i think it's going to be tough if i had to pick a turnaround openings um, cycle play corporate travel doesn't sit on the top of my list probably not in the top 10 or 20. so in that context i wouldn't be jumping in and we've also seen how fast moving and dynamic this whole situation is. I mean, what other variants will, will crop up? Um, is, there, is there a new norm, normal with uh, internet um, meetings, et cetera, et cetera? So it's not that I think it's a bad business. I think it's an exceptional business. I think it'll be around for a while. You want as an investor, you want more upside than downside. I just don't know if that's there at this point in time. I, I want a much more attractive discount if I was going to buy. So for the same reasons as Nathan, it's, it's a pass for me. Here we go. So, not convinced. Neither am I, to be honest. I'm, I've written about it in yeah, the past. I'm not As someone who's been traveling, I've, I've got to say that I've been able to go and, and travel quite a bit more than most people recently and uh even with uh, no testing requirements starting to get paired back and the like it is a rigmarole compared to what it is at the moment uh, and look <laughs> i don't think everyone's wearing masks and used to it at some point now but uh it's not really nice sitting on a plane where it's already pressurized but uh, we'll see how the corporates respond when we finally get out of this pandemic and into an endemic phase uh but uh yeah certainly not putting that into the portfolio at this wait point and see on that one I exactly suspect, right yeah. well speaking of wait and see uh the big events keep coming and uh Going to be back ended this week when it comes to the macro risk in particular. Uh, the uh, the non farm payrolls report in the states headlines act on Friday. That's going to be the focal point. You believe, uh, Annette, over the yeah, remainder of the well, week? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, our our data calendar doesn't start till till the tenth, which is when all my buddies will be back on board. There's only a handful of people still around us, so we're certainly grateful for those who are joining us on air at the moment. But yeah, the calendar's dead market's thin we all know that not telling you anything you don't know but a few people will be coming in friday because even though it feels like the fed has said everything they need to say a couple of guests that i spoke to today said they'll be really looking at those wages numbers and that that could be part of that sticky inflation story and how much fed action we need this year
1: average hourly earnings that's the number to be looking when it comes to friday night or actually saturday morning saturday of course, morning on the, on the, uh, yeah yep. at twelve thirty a.m for those who are in the market i I've got to say, I won't be. No. Uh, interesting, interesting, you mentioned uh, how thin conditions are at the moment. I think it's especially thin at the moment. The Sydney Test, of course, is on. I reckon there's more liquidity in the uh, the members' bar. The yeah, SEG. Scotty had
0: the cricket on today. Don't you worry? Yeah. <laughs>
1: unfortunately, not a lot of play. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of play tomorrow either. Looking at the weather forecast, but alas, that gives you the opportunity to go and sit back and, and watch Osbys, and we encourage you to go and do so. We'll be on air at 10 o'clock. Until then, make sure you have a fantastic night. Stay safe, and we'll see you then. See you then.